Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and as usual, I am so delighted to be here with all of you on this episode number 174 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, I have a weather-related post for you today, and I think that you're going to get a little something out of this. So please take this time to go ahead and get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blend encourages you, is coming to you with when the forecast changes. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendcouragesyou.com site, if you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. All right, everybody. So I'd like to give you a little background to go with our podcast today, just to give you some context. Now, for those of you all who may not know, I happen to reside in the United States of America and more specifically in the New England area. And at the time of this recording, it is January which means we are in the midst of winter. Now, winter in the New, the New England states can mean many things. <laughs> we have had winters where it has been as mild as, let's just say, a 40 degrees Fahrenheit and as cold as maybe 10 or 20 degrees. And it feels like maybe below 30 degrees Fahrenheit just depending on the windshield factor. So there is no such thing as a typical winter in the New England states. There just is not. And many of us who reside here have just learned to live with whatever comes and deal with it moment by moment. It just so happened that earlier this week that our meteorologist had forecasted that we were going to get snow, which is certainly not unusual. And there was a prediction that the snow would be probably about 12 to 18 inches um, and maybe a little bit more or less, depending on where you live uh, in the the New England states or, or what have you. So it all depended. And this was really hyped up to be a very big storm. Now, 
The thing is, is that when storms do come to this part of the country and probably others as well, I can just speak for New Englanders, is that uh, there is some storm prep. Now, I happen to have my own personal storm prep, <laughs> you know, which includes um, just a list of things that I like to do around the house. And I won't get into all that and bore you all with all of that, but just making sure that, you know, there are flashlights in case we lose power and, you know, uh, extra potable water, you know, things along those lines. The other thing that we tend to do here is to make sure that we do have uh, enough food in the house because when snow like that comes, we're not sure how the roads will be and if we'll be able to get out. So there is typically a run on the different uh, supermarkets and places along those lines where people are stocking up on things, especially things like bread and uh, uh, peanut butter jelly. In case you happen to lose power, your family is taken care of. So typically that happens. So as the forecast was being talked about uh, more toward the weekend and specifically um, within the last day or so, the models had changed and we were not getting as much snow as the meteorologists had predicted. So it was going to happen. We were going to get the ice and the very cold temperatures. It happens to be about seven degrees uh, right this minute as I'm speaking. So that was happening. We weren't getting as much snow. Now, I happened, BCU family, to be watching the forecasts live uh, via uh, social media. And um, for those of you that are familiar with the live process, uh, people can actually type in comments uh, as the person is speaking. So I'm, I'm looking at this and looking at the comments and was really, for whatever reason, shocked and appalled and just disturbed in my heart with how many people were angry with the forecaster for saying that, okay, let's just say on Monday or Tuesday that we're getting a foot of snow. And now that we are just hours away from the storm, we'll be getting half of that. And some places may not get anything. They may get rain instead of snow. And the comments, BCU family, were just mean-spirited and malicious and, you know, just the name calling and, and all of those sorts of things. And I really did feel bad for the meteorologist that was speaking. Uh, I'm grateful that they were gracious enough, I'm sure with God's help, and they're probably used to it, not to necessarily respond to the comments, just very generally speaking. But it, it really got me to thinking about a couple of things. So let's, let's talk about the lessons that I got out of that and how we want to apply those lessons with the help of the Lord. Okay, so let's start here, BCU family. All of us were created by God and made in his own image. Now, whether or not we are walking with the Lord the way that he requires us to, the way that we're expected to, it doesn't mean that we all are not given a measure of wisdom, knowledge, intelligence, gifts, and talents. Can we all have that? All of us, doesn't matter who it is. The thing is, is that it is limited. 
Yes, it's limited. So you may have an IQ or intelligence quotient of 300. Okay, you may be super smart. You may have gone to school and have two, three, four different degrees or what have you, or maybe you are talented to know certain things and and have an extended knowledge of certain things. It is still limited because God (laughs) makes it that way. It is limited. And with that, there's only so far that we can go. Now, tying this back into our weather forecasters, they can have every bit of new equipment and things to look out into space and radars and Dopplers and all of those types of things. And we thank God for the people who invented those things because obviously God gave them that talent to do that. And we thank God for the weather forecasters who can look at all of this data and predict what's going to happen. It's a forecast, so it is a prediction The thing is, is that they're still limited. And while it may look this way right this minute, things can change. And it can be different in a matter of moments or days or hours as in this situation. So the forecast said that we were going to get this. And this is what it looks like right now. It turned out to be something completely different. And truth be told, Weather forecasters don't have any control over the weather. They can tell you what they see. They can tell you what's visible to them at the time. If that changes, they don't have any control because God is in control. And if God decides that he wants to have snow come here or cold to come there, he is in charge. As a matter of fact, Uh, The book of Job, chapter 37, verses 5 and 6 says that God thunders marvelously with his voice. Great things does he, things that we just cannot comprehend. For he says to the snow, be thou snow on the earth, and likewise to the small rain and to the great rain of his strength. So ultimately, BCU family, God is in control of whatever weather happens. Forecasting aside, it is God. Now, what does this have to do (laughs) with our lives? So we want to keep that in mind. But the the other lesson that the Lord was speaking to me about is, is that it's the same thing. We can apply the same mentality to our own lives. And I can start with me. That we have our own ideas and thoughts, and paths on how situations in our lives should turn out. Now, if you were to talk to the younger version of myself, let's just say maybe, I don't know, maybe my high school version of myself, in my head and in my limited knowledge, I had a certain path on which I was supposed to go. Now, some of that did come to pass Uh, Others of it did not come to pass. Okay. And what happens is, is that when what we have our hearts set on does not come to pass in the time that we want it and or how we want it done, we can be just as angry and malicious as the people were, some of the people were with the weather forecaster. 
part of the reason that things don't turn out necessarily the way that we want is because God has a different plan. He has a different plan. And with that, it may take us places and to people and to situations and through tests and trials and it does not feel good. Now, I will not tell you, BCU family, that everything that has occurred in my life has felt good because it's not going to feel good to the flesh. The flesh wants to be comfortable. The flesh does not want to suffer. <laughs> um, the flesh doesn't want to do things that is going to be good for it. In a lot of cases, we really have to gird up the loins of our mind to do what we're supposed to do. Because if we gave into how we felt, okay, um, at least let me just say that. Let me not say we, if I gave into how I felt all the time, uh, there would be very little that would be done. Very little. And this is, this is normal, especially uh, for those of us that um, do have Jesus down on the inside, according to Acts 2.38, it's normal. And let me take you to Galatians chapter 5, verse number 17, and then to verses 24 and 25 in that same chapter. So Galatians chapter 5.17 says, For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. And, and what Paul is saying here is that there's a war <laughs> that goes on. And what's good for you in the spirit, your flesh is not going to agree with. So if, let's just say, in your fleshly, carnal, limited thinking, that you have a certain direction that you expect that things should go, and God has something else. God says, no, I want you to go this way. It becomes a war because spiritually speaking, you don't want to do it that way. You don't want to go through the situation. You don't necessarily want to go through the heartache or the pain or the trial because that's what the flesh wants. The spirit though, it needs to go through that for whatever reason. God has reasons. Thank you, Jesus, for us doing what he wants us to do. Whether it's a lesson for us to be more like him, whether it's a trial so that we learn how to lean and depend on him more, whether it's chastisement for a behavior that, or a habit that, that doesn't line up with the word of God, and he wants us to know that it's not for us to do, there is a reason why we go through what we go through. And what we want to do with God's grace is to get the lesson out of it and apply it. So going back to Galatians, again, chapter five, verses 24 to 25, um, it says, and they that are Christ's has crucified the flesh with its affections and lusts. And let me tell you something, lust does not always mean BCU family, that is something that is around intimacy and sexual behavior. Uh, lust is wanting something that you have no business having. And that can be an extra piece of cake. It can be anything. So the affections of the flesh don't always line up with what the word of God says. And if God is leading us in a different direction, then we are. And if we yield to him, we're crucifying the flesh. Now, if you all know about crucifixion, it is painful. 
Christ died a painful death. It's painful. And let me tell you something. Some of the things that the Lord takes us through, it is painful. It is, but it's all for his glory. So once we crucify the affections and its lusts, we start to live in the spirit. Verse 25 of Galatians chapter five says, and when we're living in the spirit, we're walking in the spirit. And that's with a capital S. And that means we're doing what God tells us to do versus what we want to do. So when that brother or sister doesn't treat you the way that you're supposed to be treated, your love for them does not waver. It doesn't mean that you agree with the behavior. It just means that you love them the same. That's crucifying the, the affections and lust of the flesh. flesh. Because my flesh would say, well, if you're not treating me right, I'm not going to do the same to you. I'm just going to do the same thing. That's walking in the flesh. Walking in the spirit says, mm -mm -mm -mm. I have to do what God says. No matter how I feel, it's better for me to do what God says. Amen. So I say all that BCU family because what we need to think through and myself included is that when the forecast changes in our lives, when what we think we should have or the way we think things should go or the relationship that looked like it was great or the raise that was lined up or the job that was lined up or whatever it is, if it happens not to work out the way that you think it would or that you thought it would, uh, we need to trust God on that. Um, Proverbs chapter three, verse five says to trust in the Lord with all of your heart and to lean not to your own understanding. And then in, a, in another verse here, um, Isaiah 55 verses eight and nine, uh, Isaiah reminds us that um, our thoughts are not God's thoughts and that our ways are not his ways, says the Lord. So as far as the heavens are high above the earth, my ways, God says, are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Simply said, BCU family, is that whatever God has for us, whatever he's thinking for us, whatever he's doing for us is so much better than what we can come up with ourselves. So much better. And we have to trust that he knows enough about what he's doing, that if we follow what he says, if we trust in him and lean not to our own understanding, our own thoughts, our own minds, our own way on how things should go. And if we just yield to what the spirit of God says, it's going to come out much better. I mean, think about a BCU family. We, again, are limited in our knowledge of what is best for us. And we have some idea. Absolutely. We don't know everything. Remember, uh, God's thoughts and ways are higher than ours. So he sees so much further up the road than we ever will. You know, we'll never, ever, ever be able to know all of what God knows. And when we learn with God's help to just trust that he knows what's best and to yield to his plan for us, it, it just works out so much better. And, and with that, we have a testimony that says, you know, I, I didn't understand 
why God did such and such, but I'm so very glad that I follow his direction for my life. And, and that's what we have to remember that our God is so intentional and wants what's best for us. And I think sometimes BCU family, we think that God wants to spoil things for us, but he really does love us and he knows what's best for us because he's such a good, good father. And if we can keep that in mind and let go with his help of what we want to do and trust his plan for us, it's going to be so much better than anything we could have imagined or put together. And and I am sure, BCU family, that uh, many of you that are under the sound of my voice have had that experience where you said, well, I wanted to do this, Lord, and, and I did this. I did what you said instead. And the the just yielding and the reward of what came out of that was so much better than anything that you could have planned. Amen. I know I have some of those stories and you do too. So let's hold on to the fact that we serve an amazing God that has created us, that knows what's best for us and that we yield to him with the help of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, BCU family, I've got to tell you that this is a struggle. (laughs) Okay, this is a struggle. And for many of us who are used to being in charge and being in control and doing things our way, and we've heard these sayings, you got to make it happen and all that sort of thing. And while faith without works is dead, this is true. We still want to be sure that we are yielded to God and whatever it is that we're doing. And when he changes our forecast, that rather than being angry and obstinate and and being um, mad at people for maybe not giving us a yes and all of those kinds of things. You know how sometimes we can get, you know, people that are in our way and we start name calling them. God sometimes will put a donkey in the way to stop us <laughs> from doing things that he doesn't want us to do. So we start to get mad with people. We start to get upset with the situation. And ultimately, we're getting upset and being mad uh, against God. So if we can stop for a moment and, and say to the Lord, OK, Lord, it looks like we're, you're taking me into a different direction. Can you please help me to just follow what it is that you say? And, and we're going to run on and see what the end is going to be. Um, that's going to be the best thing. So it's a struggle for me. But with God's grace, I'm getting through it. And I want to know what your thoughts are. So if you're not already on the blendcouragesyou.com site, please head over. Go on down to the comment section and let's continue our conversation. All right, BCU family, I have got to wrap things up. Thank you all so much for listening. And Lord will, until the next time we are together. May our God bless you keep you, make his face to shine upon you and give you peace whenever he changes your changes your forecast as you stay on the wall. God bless you. We'll see you next time. <laughs>